Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's version of the Thursday Talk. My name is Tracy Olston, and today we're going to be talking about social determinants of health. In a recent American Medical Association article, it says while genetics are responsible for 30% of a person's, person's health outcomes, research shows that five social and economic factors have a big influence too. What I thought was really interesting as I read this article is it talked about how physicians, even though they haven't traditionally covered or documented how much time they spend in helping patients with social determinants of health, that a large portion of the physician population states that the majority of their care is actually around helping patients navigate different challenges with their health and their, their social status. So as I was looking into this a little bit more, there's a couple of interesting things in here that you wouldn't necessarily think about that roll up into social determinants of health. The first one is your economic stability. Is it poverty, housing stability, food security, employment health? Um, you know, there's always been a link between poverty and poor health outcomes um, for as long as I can remember of being in the healthcare industry. And so, you know, economic stability really does have a link because if you can't go out and get healthcare like you need to, um, you're going to have poor health outcomes. Also, unemployment rate affects domestic violence, depression, physical illness, and substance abuse. Education, has a patient graduated from high school or obtained a higher degree? Did they have access to early childhood ed education? And literacy also can affect your health outcomes. Health, does the patient have health insurance coverage, health literacy, access to healthcare and primary care? What I thought was really interesting is one of the examples they call out is they say, for example, low health literacy makes it difficult to navigate the health system, resulting in worse outcomes and higher costs for insurance carriers. Never in linked those two together that if a patient doesn't understand how to get referrals or how to work the healthcare system to the best of their ability, that it can cause additional um, outcomes for them that are not in a favorable manner. Community, civic participation, discrimination, workplace conditions, if they've been incarcerated, or cohesion in the community. Social cohesion has also been shown to show lower mortality rates. And then overall, the neighborhood. Neighborhood covers a broad category. It's your housing, your transportation, your access to healthy foods, access to a green space. Is the neighborhood safe? Do you have good quality air and water? Inadequate housing, dangerous streets, and blighted neighborhoods have a negative impact on health. I'll never forget working at one of the largest um, uh, homeless coalitions our CEO used to say to us all the time, housing is healthcare. And I didn't really understand that at the very beginning and, until I started working in this population and realized, yes, absolutely, housing is healthcare. If you don't have a good, solid housing um, situation, it's going to make it very difficult for you to be able to, to do the things that you need to 
for um, your health. An example, a colonoscopy. If you don't have housing, you don't have a safe place to prep for a procedure like that. So why is this important? And why has this topic taken the entire um, conference circuit by storm as of late? Well, social determinants of health as of 2021 outpatient guidelines became one of the leveling factors for medical decision-making risk. That has now carried over into our 2023 guidelines where your social determinants of health is going to have more of a broader aspect around the medical decision-making table of risk. Social determinants of health on that risk table will actually bring your patient's risk up to a moderate level. So it's really important that providers, if you are going to use social determinants of health as one of your leveling factors for medical decision-making, that you make sure that you report all three things. And the first one that is super important is one, you have to identify what the social determinant of health is. The second one that is super important is how is that social determinant of health affecting the overall care of the patient? And then third is you have to attach one of the Z codes as a secondary or a tertiary diagnosis code to kind of link everything together. So here's an example for you all. Patient is unable to get medication due to a recent loss of job. Not only do I say patient is not able to get medication, but I'm calling out specifically that the patient lost their job. And then based off of that, we would be able to use a category Z56 diagnosis code where problems related to employment or unemployment. So it's really important to remember those three things. What is the social determinant of health? How is it affecting the care of the patient? And then linking it with a diagnosis code to make sure that the insurance carriers understand that social determinant of health and why your patient's overall visit may be at a higher level of medical decision-making. Hopefully this brief little tidbit helps and you're able to understand social determinants of health a little bit better. Thanks everyone and have a great Thursday.